But, you know, that was fine by me. I had limited circuit racing experience, yet here was a chance to compete on a real Grand Prix circuit in front of a real Grand Prix audience. Perhaps even better still, I got a week of tuition in the finer points of circuit racing the week before. During that week, I learned a hell of a lot, including one very important lesson that came to me on that first day with Moffat in my ear. It is something that will always stick in my tiny little mind, and we'll come to it shortly. Rattle Trap Rallies. My racing life, like so many other things, started with the scouting movement. We Rovers, which is older scouts, had a car we entered in amateur rallies. We had no major sponsor or minor sponsor for that matter, so we filled the financial gap with some fundraising and a few of the crew even threw their hands in their own pockets. The biggest asset we had was all the free labour. There were 26 of us to work on it for free. And there was also the resourcefulness of begging parts or borrowing them or just occasionally borrowing them with the intent to return, as I like to say. Our car was a two-litre Ford Escort and the scouting movement had a regular thing called Mud Bash, which I used to MC. It involved a range of different car-related challenges conducted on, you guessed it, mud. There were time trials and obstacle courses, and it all ended with a tug-of-war. The tug-of-war was a knockout event, and in the end, you had the two strongest cars, and they tended to be tractors converted into cars, or cars converted into tractors. A two-litre escort was never really going to be competitive in most of the events. Fortunately, though, I got to drive for the Snow Morecambe Rovers, which was the name of our Rover crew, at a rally near Geelong. There were about 40 other cars competing. Some were buggies, some had a bit of sponsorship, and ours was powered solely by the blood, sweat, tears, and laughter of a whole lot of mates working together. The circuit was unconventional. Near the start, it had a huge water puddle. I mean, you'd call it a lake if you're a cartographer, which favoured one type of vehicle, while the rest was a pretty conventional five-kilometre rally circuit, which favoured another type. Our solution was to bolt two front tractor wheels to each side of the car at the rear. That's where the power went. So we could get through the puddle. Then rely on the Escort's other properties, such as a pretty good handling, to get us through the rest. This was not engineering. It was guesswork. We knew the Escort handled all right before we worked our magic, but had no idea what the thing was going to do with tractor wheels at the back. But hey, it was amateur rallying and we weren't playing for sheep stations. When I was sitting on the starting line for our time trial, I was holding the clutch in and mashing the accelerator pedal rhythmically. My heart rate was matching the revs. I was so nervous, I could have sworn we were playing for sheep stations. Still, we had the thing tuned beautifully, and the one thing we did know about the double wheels at the back was they gave a level of traction that was simply amazing. The traction was so amazing, alas, that when I finally dropped the clutch, I bolted forward for an inch, then spluttered to a halt. The crowd laughed. They thought I'd stalled, but I hadn't. It was worse than that. Under full power, the tractor-wheeled Escort had completely chewed first gear. Under the rules, we had 45 minutes to re-front up for our time trial. So we pushed it back into the pits, tipped the whole car on its side. That's something you can do with a car if you are in a hurry and not too fussed about the aesthetics. It allowed us to pour in some petrol to flush the gearbox oil and the remnants of the shredded first gear out of the casing. We bolted the box back up with some new oil in it. 
or maybe it was old oil. It was a pretty lean operation we were running by necessity, and voila, we dropped the car back on its four wheels. In about 44 minutes and 55 seconds, we had an Escort that was a going concern again, although it was now one with only three Ford gears and probably even less chance of getting off the line without drama. The flag dropped. Well, to be truthful, I don't remember a flag. More likely a guy yelled, go, then scratched his groin. I took off using a technique I'd learned on two-stroke motorbikes. I knew if you kept popping the clutch while revving the pants off it, the temperamental motorcycle would lurch forward in little increments and eventually get enough momentum to take off without stalling. Maybe the same would be true with three-speed escorts. I revved the pants off it and did the clutch pumping thing and got off the line in second gear. From there, it was straight into the drink, at which point the escort announced via some very strange noises that if I couldn't find a lower gear, it was...